This is the Red Mist Podcast, a Liverpool Football Club podcast run by the fans for the fans. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Red Mist Podcast with Nisi Shadri and welcome to the post game episode for Crystal Palace versus Liverpool at Anfield. Liverpool coming up 3-0 winners thanks to goals from Sarja Mane, Mo Salah and Naby Keita. Um, yeah, we're going to get into the game man. Uh, I, I thought the game was really good. Um, I thought we played extremely well. I thought we showed why we're title contenders uh, and why we're sort of, I mean, I feel like a lot of the pundits, like we should be higher up on their lists, but you know, we're not for for you know because we didn't have such a huge splash in the transfer market and we don't have i suppose the on paper quality of a squad like city so we're not that high up and a lot of us a lot of um, pundits have got us finishing fourth which uh, which i think is 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 too it's too low but uh, and especially given you know based on the evidence that we saw against crystal palace and um, you know some of the other games as well uh, including the midweek game against milan um, i feel like we deserve to be a lot higher but we'll get into all of that we'll get into the performance of the game Sadio Mane, Mo Salah and Nabi Keita like I said all three of them scoring to give us a 3-0 win at Anfield against Patrick Vieira's side which fun fact Patrick Vieira has never won at Anfield as a player nor has he won as a manager so far but uh, yeah we're gonna get into the game man we're gonna get into the game we're gonna get into uh, you know some of the lineups and some of the stuff that had, uh, stuff that you know uh, that I thought was interesting from the game So let's start by looking at the starting lineups. Now I mentioned, I think, in the post Milan game podcast that you know Klopp was going doing a lot of rotations, and um, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't think Trent Alexander-Arnold was going to be rotated, but that was the first thing that caught me by surprise in this lineup. Obviously, Liverpool starting with Allison in goal, but James Milner was playing at right back, which. Um, it shouldn't surprise anyone, I suppose, because Milner has played there before at times, very, very rarely, but he has played there. Um, then you've obviously got um, Nico Williams as well, but uh, I think he's still carrying a little bit of an injury or there's there's some sort of issue with Nico, so which is why he's not playing. Uh, and I honestly, even like like people who know me know I'm a Wales fan, you guys know I'm a Wales fan, but even as a Wales fan, I, I kind of have to admit that Nico, he's not good enough for Liverpool, like he needs to go. Um, so James Milner playing there is for me it's it's better than having Nico Williams play there. Uh, so yeah, James Milner at right back, centre backs again. There was a little bit of rotation obviously against Milan. We saw Joel Matip and Joe Gomez play, so they went out of the lineup, and we had Virgil Van Dijk coming back alongside him. Ibrahima Konate, the Liverpool's thirty-five million pound signing, making his Premier League debut for Liverpool against Crystal Palace. So we had a new centre back pairing. Um, and I'm really liking this, you know, I'm really liking this vibe of rotation that's going on with, with Liverpool. I feel like over the long term, I feel like this. maybe this was one of the things that I felt uh, we could have done better last season. I felt we could have rotated. Obviously, there's, there's things like, you know, the options that you have aren't enough in terms of number of centre-backs, for example. They, sometimes it's just, um, you know, just the quality of the, the depth of players is not good enough. So there, there's there's a lot of factors that go into whether or not you want to rotate a, rotate a side. But um, I feel like Klopp this season has definitely adopted the philosophy of rotation. You, you're seeing it through the first few games. Um he obviously offered an explanation for Van Dijk's absence against Milan, saying, you know, this is kind of like an extended preseason for Van Dijk because he's coming back from a serious injury. And I suppose the same applies to Joe Gomez as well. Um, so it's kind of like an extended preseason for them. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, look, I'm I'm happy, man. I'm happy with uh, I'm happy with the rotation, and I, this is something that I've wanted for a long time. And Costa Simicas at left back, so Andy Robertson as well gets a rest. Uh, Simicas, of course, when uh, Robertson was injured, he did prove that he was a very very good backup. Um, you know, at least ninety percent of he is at least ninety percent of what Robo is even if maybe not the complete package, but I feel like that'll just develop over time. Um, in midfield, we had Jordan Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago. For me, this is the best midfield lineup. And I know there are some pundits who criticize Thiago for the fact that he slows the game down and things like that. But against sides like Crystal Palace, who kind of tend to sit back and hit you on the counter, I feel like Thiago is a good option, good option to have. Uh... Yeah, I I I just I feel like this is the best midfield that we could have put out. You know, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson. I don't know. It's been it's been a while since we've seen this midfield. Um, obviously the last sort of memorable time they featured together was in the Everton game where Thiago and Van Dijk got injured last season. So probably not uh the best memories for this midfield. But uh, um, I f- I feel like you know this is the best midfield that we could have put out there. So for me, this is a good midfield. Fabinho at the six, Henderson and Thiago as well. Uh, Mo Salah, Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane uh, starting up front. So a usual, a, a normal looking front line. Of course, Divock Origi started the midweek game against Milan. Uh, Klopp obviously trusts him and he said obviously that you know, he didn't know why there were no offers for Divock over the summer. I'm not going to lie, Klopp, if you look at his performances, I feel like you might find an answer there. But... <clears throat> You know, fair play to fair play to Divock. You know, he did he did well in the Milan game. Assisted a goal, obviously. Um, so yeah, fair play to him. You know, he's he's he started the season off really well. I mean, last season there there were times when he looked really disinterested, and you know, he just didn't look like he wanted to be at Liverpool. I feel like this season he wants to be at Liverpool. Maybe you know, he, even if he's gonna earn a move ab- uh, abroad or you know to another club in England, wherever he goes. I feel like he he knows that he needs to put in performances to attract interest, and I think that's the sort of thing uh, that might motivate a player to do to do better as well. Uh, in terms of Crystal Palace's lineup, no real surprises. I feel like um, just their normal uh, just their normal lineup. Um, Guaita and goal. Uh, Tyrick Mitchell, obviously. If you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys are keen followers of the podcast. Last season, uh, Tyrick Mitchell was one of the players that I. Was really impressed by. Um, then you've got uh, uh, Mark Gehi uh, and Joachim Anderson, Joel Ward. A very, you know, very unique lineup in terms of, you know, this is very different to the lineup that played last season against us. Uh, Zaha, Benteke, Ayu, MacArthur, Koyate, Gallagher completing the uh, 11. Conor Gallagher, obviously. And we'll, we'll get on to Conor Gallagher in a little bit. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, a very good lineup for Palace as well. I feel I've, a lot of people have downplayed Palace this season, but I feel like they'll do a lot better than what people think, because Patrick Vieira, in his time at Nice and in his time at um, uh, New York City, has done really well. Like New York City improved every single year that he was a manager of, and Nice had a real good, se- a couple of real good seasons before. As opposed towards the end, they weren't quite performing where they're supposed to be, but. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Patrick gets on at Palace, but I feel like it's a good appointment. Um, it's a good situation for him. He's got, you know, the fact that a lot of Palace players had to leave at the end of last season, I feel like has given him a lot more maneuverability and transfer, um, sort of, it, it, a lot more flexibility in the transfer market than what new managers may probably be afforded in under normal circumstance. Uh, so that's worked out really well for him. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited by this Palace team. But um Liverpool coming on to them, coming on to the game itself. 
I thought we played really well. Uh, early on, though, there were some nerves. I remember Allison. I'm doing this podcast a day after the game, so this is kind of how it's become right now. Um, Allison, of course, had to. You know, they had that moment with Zaha where you know the ball nearly found its way into the back of the net. Um, just about recovering to save that. Um, he looked a little nervy. I can't lie. To to start the game, Allison looked a little nervy. Obviously, got much better as the game went on. Um, I, for me, I think he was my man of the match. Allison was um, just made some really good saves. Uh, just was in command of he w- he was in command of the box. I feel like except except for that one moment early on, I feel like he was generally very much in command of the box. Just generally a very good performance from Allison at the back. Um, Konate and Van Dijk. Uh, so obviously the talking points are going to be Ibrahim Konate, his first Premier League appearance. I thought he looked good. I feel like there's a lot of positives there uh, to build upon. Um, a couple of times he did get caught out. I feel like, but he had enough recovery pace in him to not make it matter as much. But I feel like maybe against better teams, against better forwards, he might come a little unstuck. But again, that that remains to be seen. Um, James Milner at right back. I thought he did much better than what I because I thought Wilfred Zaha was going to give him problems. Uh, I genuinely did think Wilfred Zaha was going to give him problems. But he and fun fact, you know, they were mentioning this on commentary as well. The two red cards that James Milner's had in his career against uh, have come against Palace, and uh, both of them were for fouls on Wilfred Zaha. So um, I really thought that was not uh, a good precedent to set. But genuinely, I feel like he. He did well at right back. Um, I don't think Palace particularly targeted him, which I I think was a mistake. Um, of course, Zaha did. Zaha was involved in a lot of their play, um, but I feel like maybe they should have gone a little bit. If I was Patrick Vieira, I'd have told, I'd have had a little more of my play run through my left hand side through through Wilfred Zaha. So um, to try and put just to try and put James Milner under pressure, but you know it worked out for us. So. Um, Fair enough. Uh, of course, a lot of credit has to go to Jordan Henderson as well. He did a lot of defensive work to help out James Milner just because of the fact that Trent wasn't there, and Milner was playing in a little bit of an unfamiliar position. So I thought a lot of credit has to go to Jordan Henderson. Um, the first goal, Sadio Mane. Yeah, I mean, um, it it was a good goal. Like I, I feel like his performance deserved that goal. Um, just just in terms of you know he was one of those people who. I feel like he he like he's been in good form, but he's been, he's also been very wasteful, which which is kind of uh, an oxymoronic statement to to make. But you know that it is just how that is just how you know things have panned out really because um, he's been in good form. Like you look at all the games this season, he's actually been quite good, but just he he's not really. I feel like his efficiency is not there, and I think that's the big. Uh, thing with Sadio Mane this season is efficiency is not where it used to be, and I, that was the case last season as well. But uh, I feel like definitely he was one of those players who deserved a goal yesterday, and he did. He did get when he got the opener for Liverpool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was happy with I was happy with Sadio Mane. Like generally, I've been a little critical of him. I feel like uh, as of many fans, but uh, I feel like Sadio Mane did well last game. Uh, the second goal was scored by uh, Mohamed Salah, of course. Um, of course, you know he has to be part of the, the the scoring for Liverpool. I feel like you know there's no. I feel like these days there's no game without Mo Salah scoring. Um, so yeah, I mean Salah was 
his usual self probably even a little underwhelming if i can say that but by his standards it's underwhelming by normal standards it's uh, it's still really it's still really good as a performance um i got to give credit to vicente white though he came up with some absolute belters for saves uh, had a save of jordan henderson had a save of uh, a header from thiago which by the way the follow up fell to diogo jota which i don't know how jota missed from there genuinely it will go down in history as one of the worst misses in the premier league and yeah he he should have scored like there's just you don't miss from like 3 yards out there's just no way sala should have had a, a a goal as well my of course that the one i'm referring to is the one that mane finally put in uh, it was a good save from guaita to be fair but uh, yeah in the end i think um sala just yeah, mane just was in the right place at the right time um mosala and finally nabi keta what is screamer nabi keta it's it's been a week of screamers you know first with jordan henderson and then with uh, nabi keta what is screamer from uh you know the the ginian striker i mean uh, the ginian midfielder i mean he, for me yeah i mean nabi keta see this is the nabi keta that we want and i feel like with the rest in rotation policy that you know klopp has got going on and i'm borrowing a term from england cricket at this point rest in rotation but uh, um with with that sort of going on i feel like it'll bring out the best in nabigator because i don't feel like he'll be stressed out too much because i i feel like this is one of those seasons where and and the midfield is one of those areas where there's a lot of depth so i feel like you know um nabigator will get a lot of game time like he'll get good enough game time to prove his worth and at the same time you know just maintain his fitness as well so i'm happy for keta uh, i'll be honest i was one of the detractors i think you know there's there's a lot of them but if he can prove me wrong i would happily accept being proved wrong um the celebration as well i did really like nabiketa's celebration like he knew how filthy that hit was like keta knew how filthy that was as a goal like that, that was a brilliant goal like genuinely that was a brilliant brilliant goal um but yeah overall performances i was really impressed by all of them i i don't think i don't think anyone disappointed me last game i i don't think so because um i'm looking at the lineups i'm looking at the substitutes i don't think anyone disappointed me keta got a goal origi was all right after he came on curtis jones again didn't have much time to influence the game as well uh, thiago was good the only concern of course is thiago the fact that he went limping off which uh i mean i know i said the central midfield is an area where we have a lot of depth but i would prefer if players were not injured obviously i know through the course of a season you're going to get injuries but i'm hoping this is not a regular occurrence uh, and i'm hoping it's not anything serious with thiago as well so early word coming out of it is that it's not that serious so ho- i'm hoping it stays that way um but you know you know uh, let, let's just let's just find out for for you know find out when we find out i guess uh but that is it from my side i feel like you know the whole team if i was to rate them out of 10 as a whole i'd probably give the performance um uh, 7.5 i feel like it was a very good performance not the best ever performance that you're going to see but it was very good there were some areas which we could have improved upon but you know given the fact that there's rotation it's not ideally our best lineup i would say but um, it it was a good performance it was a very good performance there's no question about that so um that is what i will say about this stuff uh, about liverpool 3 crystal palace nil at anfield So yeah I mean I'm happy I'm happy with how things have gone so far this season in the Premier League I'm recording this right after Manchester United beat uh West Ham 2-1 thanks to some late drama as well uh involving a goal from Jesse Lingard and a penalty save from David De Gea so yeah I'm happy Liverpool are top of the table Manchester United second Brighton 
third they've had a really good start to the season manchester city fourth chelsea have yet to play there but they have just kicked off their game against tottenham and they are fourth as of this point uh, so hopefully you know we can we can uh, build upon this performance and uh, just keep it keep the momentum going um but that is going to do it from my side hopefully you guys have enjoyed the episode uh, hopefully you guys have a great week i will see you back again mid mid week this time for the carabao cup liverpool traveling to norwich uh to play in a third round fixture hopefully that game goes our way as well i would like to see a deep cup run uh at least once in club era uh and that cup shouldn't be the champions league because the champions league you know he's always prioritized the champions league what i mean is the domestic cup so hopefully this is the year uh but that is going to do it uh, have a great weekend have a great week and i will see you guys next time goodbye thank you for listening to this episode of the red mist podcast If you're interested in more Liverpool and football content, follow us on the Footy Sesh YouTube channel. That's F O O T Y S E S H on YouTube as well as on Instagram and Twitter. The links are in the description of the podcast.